what's been going on? Kids. <laughs> oh yeah. School's out, and so the kids are home. <laughs> they are home a lot. <laughs> yes, it has started. It has started, that is for sure. It's only been <laughs> this week. It still feels like it's been forever. I'm like, they're ready to go back, right? Yeah. No, yeah, no, we've got we've got activities planned. It's just they, they're dispersed or they're, they're spread out through the summer, so that we're not doing stuff all the time. But yeah, we yeah no, we have one week where they're all gone at camp together. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, that helps. But that helps yeah, every, everything else is pretty much spread out, and yeah. Kaylee just started working, so I just got back from picking her up. She texted me at three yeah. fifteen. She's like, um, "I'm done working. Can you come pick me up?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm in a meeting. So she texted yeah. Aaron. Aaron didn't see it until about five minutes ago. She started texting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just saw this. Did you talk to your dad? And then I walked in. I'm like, yeah, I got her. Yeah. I didn't forget about your well, dad. How far, how far away is she working? Uh, not even 10 minutes. 10 minute drive or 10 minute walk? 10 minute drive. Oh, okay. She so cannot walk there. Because she can't work. Okay. Yeah. Well, could could she, or just it'd just be pretty long walk? It, no, she couldn't. She couldn't. Okay. Uh, I had to get uh, on the highway for an exit. Oh, you do. Okay, there you go. All right. Well, that's different. Yeah. So where'd she end up? Uh, where'd she end up? Um, Steph's Pizza, Stefanina. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, Stefaninos. Yeah, back in the day, dude. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, it's not Stefaninos anymore. Now they dropped the Enos part of it. It's just Steph's. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's okay. really disappointing. Like- they moved. They used to be. In the shopping center where Brody used to work out. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So that that would have been nice. Then she could have walked. Yeah. Well, did she? What about the movie theater by the house? Did she ever give any thought to that? No, we didn't even think about that. Yeah, that would have been nice because she's following in your footsteps for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so starting with, with pizza. pizza place. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna find a video rental place. Yeah, I know, right? She don't. She's not gonna find that. That would be the only one that she wouldn't be able to, to replicate. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he's gone to uh, his orientation. <laughs> his orientation was like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there really isn't much to orient, I guess, if you could say. <laughs> it's more a matter of you learn on the job, man. So you got to do it that way. So where did he so, go? Kokomo Joe's. Oh, okay. The Kokomo's. And he, uh, <laughs> he's ready to work. He's ready. They just haven't added him to the schedule. So I think the manager that's in charge of the schedule, she's a little – flighty i guess is the word i'll use whatever so yeah he's ready it's just we hasn't had been added on yet so he's been sitting at home and i'm like this drive me nuts he's just sitting at home yeah but his his uh volunteer hours for next year for school they restart today so we're going up tonight to go get him already started up for the next year on getting his volunteer hours out of the way and uh he has that a driving course to do on Saturday, so we've got things to do, and we're we're busy with some projects. It's just during the day while you're working, when your kids, I am bored. I'm like, oh my god, this is why you need to be in school twelve months a year. <laughs> yeah, this dad summer break just doesn't work anymore. He's like, Dad, can you come upstairs? I need help for a minute. Go up. Yep, it's like yep, a yep. forty minute project. I'm like, I can't help you right now for forty minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then, I want to go to the pool. I can't take you to the pool. Yeah. And plus, the pool's not even open. Knock it off. <laughs> They're not even. Our pool's only open uh, on the weekends. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday for us for our pool. Gotcha. So, and when they want to go during the week, can't take you. So, yep. What do you want me to do about that? So, we'll get you a little plastic what about you pool guys? from the backyard. Oh, I had them run through the sprinkler yesterday. Yeah. 
<laughs> as I turned the sprinkler on, I was like, run through it. And they're like, this isn't the pool. I was like, it'll be fun. Just do it. And then, yeah. of course, oh, so. And then got the water guns out. And so, yeah, it turned out all right. But, yeah, I'm, I'm already done with summer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already really done, to be honest with you. But we'll get through it, like always. And then um, be already back at it before you know it. Yeah. So. Yeah, other than that, nothing, no no drama to share, I don't think. Nothing's yeah. really going on. Um, yeah, just dealing with getting out of school, getting through the last week of school. And that was what was so crazy why we didn't get connected last week. It was just a busy week. Yeah. Then, um, it was probably for the best because we went to Kansas City the next day. Oh, yeah. What did you guys do in Kansas City? Um, I got Aaron uh, tickets to Cirque du Soleil. So and it was we just made it into an overnight trip because we got tickets to uh, City SC. There you go. Cool. So, so yeah, we cool. stopped in Columbia, dropped the kids off at my brother's, went mm-hmm. to Kansas City, got there in time to eat dinner, go to the show, yep. went back, went to sleep, got up, walked around KC a little bit in the morning, drove back to Columbia, went to a brewery with my brother, pick up the kids, got home, had about an hour to nap. And then off to the game. So yeah, no, it's been a it's been a hot minute. So what what what's on our docket for the day? So I finished reading uh, Project Hail Mary. Ah, there you go. Okay. All right. So as far as your ranking of the author's three novels that he has out, where do you rank this one? This is in the middle of the three. Okay. It it was really good. I mean, I've liked everything he's done. I didn't know what to expect going in, so when um, I can't think of the guy's the the character's name, but when he makes contact with the alien, mm-hmm. with Rocky, Rocky, that kind of threw yep. me for a loop because I didn't know there were going to be aliens in the book. Exactly. I mean, this book it took a twist that I was not prepared for. To be honest with you, it was it seemed like it was going to be a, a natural disaster. Yeah, kind of book like <laughs> almost like um. Armageddon. Like yeah, we just gotta we get we've got to solve this problem. But uh, well, and I thought two was going to be the Martian, where it was a lot more grounded in reality. Where no, he, no. he went. But I'm glad he did. He did something because otherwise it would have been just the Martian, right? We didn't want to have to do that again. So 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 basically taking a whole new approach for sure. Yeah. Um, to me, it was like a mixture of the Martian and Artemis, where Artemis yeah. was the more sci-fi book. And the Martian was more grounded in reality. I could see this mm-hmm. actually happening. So this was yeah. somewhere in the middle of the two. But yeah. it worked. Now, mind you, it looks like, according to the interwebs, Project Hail Mary will be directed by Lord and Miller with Ryan Gosling as mm-hmm. our main character, which I am not okay with that casting whatsoever. He does not fit the casting at all. Yeah, oh I, my god. I, I don't and see by that. the way, his name was Grace. Ryland Grace. Grace. Yes. Yeah. Um but then again they, you didn't really use Ryland's name wasn't said very much. Dr. Grace was said a lot. Um or Rocky you know, just called him Grace. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it it's it it has a movie there, I think, but with Lord and Miller tied to it, I go, huh. I don't know because they're they're comedy guys. They're the Lego Batman Lego right. movie, you know, and, and Jump Street, and they're and known for comedy, a lot, by any means. And they're known for a lot more improv type stuff because that was part yeah. of the problem with them doing the Star Wars movie with Solo. Now, and they did, and they're also the Spider Verse guys as well, right? Um, I Drew Goddard attached to it as a screenwriter. Okay, 
that's a good sign because that is you know daredevil you know yes. stuff like that yep. um i just really 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 hate <laughs> ryan gosling in the role i don't see him that's fitting the grace role whatsoever definitely. if you're gonna ask me how do i fan cast it i'm not sure i'm not sure what really what what where i would go with it and maybe Maybe his name is attached to it, but maybe it's not written in stone kind of thing. But. See, because, yeah, I didn't picture a Ryan Gosling type. I pictured more like a Steve Carell. That, that um, look. I didn't, I, no, I, didn't, I didn't picture a Steve Carell in my mind when reading the book. Um, not, not like big characters he's had, but just the general yeah. style. Like a, a guy that, a little bit older, probably. No, see, I see him as, a, I pictured him as a young guy. I did. Well, I thought especially it, being a, being a being a, science, a middle school science teacher. Yeah, but I also think he'd been a middle school science teacher for a while, and that was after his science career. So I saw him a little yeah. bit older, but still in a place where he could be on a space mission. I'm trying. I'm times. Yeah. Um. Because I'm going to give you who I was thinking. Okay. I'm kind of picturing uh, Charlie Day. Was who I was kind of picturing. Ooh, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, as Ryan Grace. Uh, yeah, I could really see that based off, I, because everything is from his point of view, and the way he yeah. just looked at everything, I could see that. Yeah, that that's and, and, but you know you you kind of just do that. You kind of give him a picture of like who would you look like or what, what does his voice sound like? A oh, Paul Rudd would fit as well. You know, Paul yeah. Rudd could fit it. I see that. Um. Yeah, but here I'm on fan casting. Um, Krasinski, I can see Krasinski as well. Yeah, um, let's it's the middle school science teacher thing that's thrown me. Someone like Krasinski or yeah. uh, Ryan Gosling. I'm gonna throw some other names at you here. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, I like this one a lot, actually. Martin Starr. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> he he's a uh, he'd be a, he'd be a dark horse for sure. To try to get that one. Uh, but Thomas Middleditch, he's the again. Yep. There's your uh, yep. You got that connection there. Um, I could see that. Someone put Chris Pratt. I'm like, no, not Pratt. No, I don't think so. Oh, Jay Burchell. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, those type of guys are leaning yeah. into the nerdy science teacher. Yeah, Andy Samberg. To be honest with you, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'd just be a little too goofy. Ryan Reynolds, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. He, I mean, he could can't do and you, can't, and you can't do Matt Damon. You can't do that. That'd be too no. weird, in my opinion. Ryan and then uh Evan, Evan Peters would be a pretty good one too, yeah. I think. Ryan Reynolds, I don't think would work. I think he could do it, yeah. but you would see Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Well he's Ryan Reynolds and everything. Right. <laughs> so I mean that's and, just, that's and just he's, what he's gotten to the point where Majority of his roles are his Deadpool role, just in a different movie. Kind of like The Rock is always the Rock and everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as far as uh, Rocky, I guess we'd make him animated or you know TBCGI. I don't. But the thing is, he doesn't really have a. Would you just use subtitles because he doesn't really speak our language for, for the most. You know, he speak. They he's able to translate it, and they come up with a translation <coughs> for yeah. his sounds he makes. But but you technically he doesn't speak. But having uh, Grace's kind of internal monologue, mm -hmm. I, I think you could do it. Because, I mean, if you look at, like, Chewbacca in Star Wars, never once mm -hmm. did you know what he was saying, but it was just how the reaction was to it and what they replied back. Yeah. 
So I, it's so, doable. I mean, there's, there's a lot, there, and I, I, I like the time jumps a lot. I, did, I really do. I did too because the the twist of him being drugged and forced to go was mm-hmm. huge. I didn't see that coming. Oh, here's a great name. Great name we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg. Okay, yeah. Man, that he would be great. Oh, man, he he would kill it, dude, for real. Cuz oh, oh, someone said Andrew Garfield, he might be pretty good at yeah. it. Too. But no, I like Simon Pegg a lot. I really or, do. Or um well, Nick Frost. Who's in everything with Simon Pegg? <laughs> you could play Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Typecasting a little bit, sure, but hey, you know, I mean, yeah. if they're gonna let him speak, you know, whatever they're gonna do. Yeah. God, I really hope they drop the Ryan Goss. That's so horrible. Yeah, it's really bad. I, I'm just not a big fan. I'm, I'm just not. I, um, I don't mind him, but I can't see him in the role. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm not down with that. I give it a thumbs down. I'm, I'm already. If that's really what's gonna happen if the movie actually moves forward. I'm just not okay with it. But yeah, no, sorry. Getting back to the, I just focus on the book a little bit more. Yeah. It, just the, the time jumps back and forth were really interesting. I don't think you'll ever say the word astrophage as yes. much as you read in that book. <laughs> so yeah, oh yeah. But the ups, but the ups and downs where they, where you had hope and then the author just completely crushes you. You're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he played, he, he, he played with your emotions a lot. Yes. Um, it, 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 and I'm telling you, I cried. Uh, one time really hard. <laughs> I did. I, I I just had to stop reading after that part. Yeah. Uh, are we doing full spoilers? Yeah, like, let's go full spoilers. spoilers. When, when I thought Rocky, when, when I thought Rocky was dead, oh, I, yes. I, I went into my son. He read it before me, and I was like, "You didn't tell me he <laughs> might die." Because <laughs> Rocky is just the best. Rocky was incredible. I loved Rocky. Yeah. Um. I had just super emotional when that happened. And then the ending, did you, did you predict the ending? I didn't think the ending would go the way it did. I just didn't. No, I didn't either. It, it was one of those where I felt like it's one of those where you think, okay, we've got our perfect ending. Let's just go ahead and close this one up. And then in some ways there's movies out there we've talked about where they just go on a little too long. Yeah. This one didn't do that. It didn't feel like that where you have that extra little ending going on there and you're just like, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful way to end this. And it fits so perfectly for the Grace character, just being he was since he was so ostracized from the from academia for yeah. his um, his incorrect. What was theory. it? He was like saying that life. Well, yeah, his incorrect theory that life could exist without was it without without hydrogen water. and carbon? I guess without well, water. Yeah, without yeah. like well, yeah, yeah. So and, and there was a good argument. I mean, his paper was like like there could be you know it's just you, you can't prove that it's impossible. And he and they and what was the, I was. I was pulling for him so hard that maybe there was, yeah. you know, that maybe that this was going to be his redeeming moment. And the fact that the art, the author then pulls that rug out underneath you as well. is just like, man, you really are kicking this guy when he's down. And the fact that they made grace so vulnerable and the fact that they played on his fears and being true and honest, just going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to die. And he, he was so natural and so real that yes. most people wouldn't be, you know, those volunteers that knew they were going on a suicide mission, you know? Yeah. Um, well, in, in his reason yeah, for doing it, I mean, as a, I, I mean, I know a lot of teachers that really get attached to their students and I, mm-hmm. I could totally believe that would be the reason why he, he enjoys being in the classroom with them and being part of their lives. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the fact that, 
he was pretty much set up as the perfect character that had pretty much zero attachment to Earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know he he had fears and he didn't want to, but the fact that he didn't have a significant other, a wife, you know, children, uh, you know, marriage to come back to, he really. He was turned out. Of course, he turns out to be the perfect candidate. But it was so cool the way they did it in regards to needing someone that could be, what was it, when you go into a coma resistant or whatever yes. the, the phrase was. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. That was that was really creative. And then I sit there in an awe of people that write books like this, just going, "How do you have this much creativity?" And and it's not even just creativity. It, there's the real science behind a lot of that, and you have to do so much research to go. Is it plausible? Is any of this stuff that I'm making up plausible? And if it is plausible, how did I come up with it to begin with? Yeah. So incredible. And you, know, you can tell that the, that the author is super into the space program. That's just one of his passions. Yeah. Well, I, I know with The Martian that people shot down a lot of stuff that could have happened in it. Yeah. But they said, but if you don't know the science, it seems realistic. So enjoy it. It's fiction, of course. Yeah. This is all fiction. Yeah. <laughs> but but make my fiction, don't make it so out there that it's not even considerably in the realm of possibility. I love that fact that in his work that you're like, yeah, when you're thinking about it, I'm not an astrophysicist by any means, but this sounds like it'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, based off of nothing other than the fact that it sounds good and all of it could plot, you know, make common sense to go yeah this 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 can make sense yeah. everything about it the astrophase the the theories you know the space travel yeah being in a coma that long i love the the thought process that has to go i guess you sit down with your outline and those are things i'd love to ask if i were talking to the author going how do you do that you sit down with your outline going okay this is my this is my beginning of where i come up with my problem and then I had to come up with the middle piece, you know, of the, of the plot there saying, how do I get there to start working on the problem? That phase alone seems so difficult to me. And I'm like thinking, you have to think about, you know, from a medical standpoint, you know, we're going to use robots. And they introduce the person that creates the robot, create, you know, that's going to flip him over so he doesn't get bed sores, stuff like that. The, the minor details yeah. are actually very major details. It's so incredible that people have that talent that he's able to do something like that. And it just goes to show you that, man. I'm really dumb <laughs> compared to other really talented people that are just, they're just, they just blow you out of the park, man. They're just like, man, you are really good at what you do. And this book was incredible. Yeah. Loved it. So the problem with a book like this is I never know what to read after it because I know whatever comes after it is going to let me down. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe read something non, read something nonfiction, something like that. I, that so might help, might help like clear the, you know, cleanse your palate for something a little bit, you know? Yeah. I actually tried, I think, three books before I actually found one I could get into, and it's actually a Star Wars book. Yeah. So okay. I, that's Which far enough reading? away from it. Um, it's the second book of the High Republic. Um, I don't remember the name of it offhand, but it's it's a young adult book that sets. All right, I w I got. I don't want to say I got burnt out in Star Wars books. Mm -hmm. But the last one I read was the first one of the High Republic, and I was underwhelmed by it. And it, I just haven't felt like going back to it since then. And so yeah. I tried a couple books, and I was trying to find something. And Will was in there, and Will was asking me about Star Wars books. And he's like, well, just grab, grab the next one in the High Republic and see what you think. I'm like, okay. And it's actually so much better. But the author is a Star Wars writer that I really like, so it made it a lot better. Who's the author? Uh, it's Claudia Gray. Uh, she did... Oh, 
Yep, Lost Stars. Um, and she did. I still haven't read it. I still need to. <laughs> I really want to. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's one of my favorite canon books. Yeah. Um, and so that's still canon, okay? Because yeah. um, when we last spoke, I've been trying to get through uh, Heir to the Empire, which it's actually really good. It's yes. just a long. It's a five hundred page book, so it's not a short, quick read by any means. So and, well, I, and I didn't. I haven't lost interest. I just am a little sad reading it. Yeah, knowing that it's legacy, none of this means anything except for the fact Dave Filoni is going to be doing something with Heir to the Empire. Apparently, uh, from what I'm reading, from so from all it, the rumors, Dave Filoni's making Heir to the Empire as his movie. So why are we making a legacy movie when it's not going to be? Or is he making it canon? It's going to be just, canon. Just a one shot. It's because he wants to make it. Um, I think he wants to tie everything into that. And find a way to introduce Mary Jade. Okay. So which in, is a, which I read a long post on her yesterday. On I don't know if you saw anything about her on Facebook yesterday, but mm. it was a long thing where she was part of the Sith and she was a yep. dark apprentice or something like that. Yeah. And eventually she started training. It was Luke's niece, but it wasn't one of the twins, I think, or something like that. I'm trying to remember what her name was, unless it was one of the one of the twins I from think, Leia and Han. I think Jaina was the only female niece he had. Because there was uh, okay. Jason and Jaina, and then there okay. was Anakin. Okay. So, hold on. Because Mara Jade is Luke's wife or something like that, right? Yes, they get, mar- they get married in Legends. Okay. So but, she's, and then just her path from the dark side to the light, and then she's like a high, she's like high up in the Jedi Order or something like that at some point. I know I, that. So. I think so. I mean, I. I read the early legend stuff and then it, there was just so much and the age I got to, I was like, I stopped reading in college. So yeah. any, anything before yeah. college I was into, yeah. but the Dave Filoni so, stuff is supposed to tie up all the shows they're working on that are in that time period. So Ahsoka Mandalorian, all that stuff is supposed to be tied up there, which means Thrawn. We knew Thrawn was returning. They've already shown him in the Ahsoka trailer. Yeah. So it makes sense that this would be kind of an adaptation of the book while still trying to be part of the canon. Because last we saw Thrawn was at the end of Rebels when the when when the Purgles uh, took him the, off. Yeah, and they yeah he did he put the ship in hyperspeed or something like that or something. Like, I'm trying to remember so what he did. The Purgles can travel in hyperspace. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. he called them all and. They went off into hyperspace, and you don't know where. You know, yeah, okay, that's what I remember from that. Because then so. the the ending scene of Rebels was Ahsoka coming to Lothal to pick up Sabine, so they could go search for him. Yeah, that's and what I remember. Then, okay, but then I think everything in Mandalorian has come after that point. Okay, because yeah, no, Air, I'll say Heir to the Empire is better because of Rebels. It's because I have a voice and a uh, and what Thrawn looks like already in my head, and I can use his voice to play to the character, and he makes him that much more of an intriguing character. He's so precise. He's cunning. He, he's I don't want to say he's deceitful, but he's always he's like a chess master that's always like seven you know moves ahead of everybody else. It, he, he's really a great tactician. As yeah. far as I, I know, I'm going to get further into it, and he's going to make for a great villain. Yeah. Um, so I, just, I get further into the story, and um, as being someone that's opposite of you, <laughs> they did him perfect in canon, um, because 
the look was exactly how I imagined. I don't know. I don't really necessarily remember the voice I had back then because I was in high mm-hmm. school when I read those. Yep. But when they introduced him, I was just in awe because that was exactly the the image I had of him. Yeah. So after you finish that trilogy, you should go and read the first canon trilogy that uh, Timothy Zahn did because it's really good. I never finished the second trilogy he did, which is set before he joins the Empire. Before Thrawn joins the Empire? Yes. Oh, okay. So, okay, well, because, man, I didn't realize how many books Timothy Zahn has actually written. for. He's a major Star Wars writer. That's, like, his big thing. Well, he's done five legend books and six canon books, and he's working on something else new. Because here, Timothy Zahn's first book in the Star Wars franchise was Heir to the Empire, which followed the events of after Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. He later re- released Dark Force Rising as a sequel to the former and later concluded the trilogy with Last Command. Yes. So that's his first trilogy, right? Yes. And then, let's see, every Star Wars book written by Timothy Zahn. I'm pulling up something here. And then to... he did what's called the Zahn duology or Thrawn duology. I don't remember. Uh, but it's two stories later on. Because then you have, uh, and it says it's canon, you have Thrawn, Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, Thrawn, Ascendancy, Greater Good, Thrawn, Ascendancy, Lesser Evil. Those are, That's the second trilogy he did for canon. Okay, but it's then in then the timeline, just, it's first. Then there's just Thrawn. Yes. There's a Thrawn comic. Adaptation. Um, Thrawn Alliances. Yep. Thrawn Treason. Yep. This is legend. The choices of one, but the, and the okay choices of one is a Mara Jade book. Okay, I did. Um, I didn't actually know about that one. Yeah. Then you have okay. So heir to the empire, dark force rise. So it's dark force rising and last command. The next two I'd read in the in that first series, I guess. Yes. Okay. And then I thought he did something called like Aftermath and stuff like that. No, he didn't do Aftermath. Um, mm-hmm. Aftermath was the second canon book that came out. And truthfully, there's some of my least favorite canon stuff that's been made. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. It's set... So it pretty much does the battle of Jakku. Mm-hmm. And I read the first book when it came out. And then when the second book came out, I didn't remember a single thing that happened in the first book. Like I had to go to Wikipedia and and catch up on what I had already read because I couldn't remember a single thing about it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no. So I'm, I've got books and you know, it's so crazy. I'm, I've been off comics now for long because (laughs) just to kind of go off a big old tangent, I have not been reading comics because I've been, one, I was reading the star Wars book and that just takes up a lot of time. Yeah. And I'm also currently reading Tom Sawyer. (laughs) <laughs> so oh, I'm reading okay. stuff that's two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, um, which I I it, I'd read Tom Sawyer when I was a kid, but it was kind of like a children's adaptation that made it a little bit easier to read back then. And this one's more accurate to the language of the time, which yeah. is not difficult to understand at all. To be honest with you, you can follow all of it. It's it's when they talk in quotes when their characters are talking to each other versus mm. the um, narrator talking to you. You know, kind of walking you through the plot. Yeah, that part's easy. The talking to each other, you can still figure out what's being said. But um, super, super enjoying it. It's so fun. It's such an adventure book. Um, I hate the time. I'm, re- I'm reading through this thing, and I'm like, 
oh yeah, this is why this is American classic. It is. It's a classic, and it's it's great. And then trying to explain to the kids about the um, whitewashing the fence. I don't. We might have talked about this last time, but just having to explain to them about what the whole how Tom basically deceived them by doing his act about the whitewashing. That was great. That was really really fun. So I, I got a yeah. lot. I, I can't lie to you. It's a blind spot. I've never read it. You should. I'm going to highly recommend it. It's quick to read through. It's a 300-page book. I'm I'm thinking I'm about 40 pages away from being done with it. And then after that, I probably have to. I'll probably flip back over to try to finish *Air of the Empire*. Um, just to get through at least. I want to get through some Star Wars books. They're they're hard to get through. They're not the fastest reads to me. Some, just because they're not the movie. They're not the movies. Just to, you know what I mean. And I'm always picturing the movies when I'm reading through these things. And I'm, and I'm also always struggling trying to remember where I am with the timeline. Like when you say *Battle of Jakku*. Battle of Yavin, you know, you know, yeah, all these battles that you're trying to replace. I'm trying to remember where, like I always tell you, I need my whiteboard that shows me where everything occurs and the proper timeline. And is this legacy? Is this canon? Where do the video games fit in? You have all these other characters that are all these side pockets that you're like, there's the universe is just so big to follow. And then you take that, then you got your DC universe, you got your Marvel universe, and then you've got your uh, non big two universes like you got the invincible universe you're going to talk about that universe as far as a comic book all these universes that you're trying to remember oh uh game of thrones trying yeah. to remember where everything falls in game of thrones and the history of that my brain can only handle so many different universes <laughs> and trying to remember timelines it's it's a struggle it really really is and i enjoy all of it but trying to keep it straight is hard for me man i have a hard very do, difficult time doing that see my my brain is wired differently where like yeah. that just comes naturally yeah so, but um, going into comics, I finished, well, I didn't finish metal. I've got a trade. I've got a track down, but mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm going to jump into Nightfall. Okay. I got trade or I got Omnibus one and two for Christmas and I already had three. So I'm like, <laughs> it's been what? 35 years since that came out. Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to think. Was is it, is it? I guess how many trades of Nightfall are there? Because I mean, I'm looking. I've just typed it in right now. Of course, you get the cover of Bane breaking his back. Yeah. But I mean, I guess how many? I'm, I'm pulling up Nightfall here on Wikipedia. I'm, I'm trying to. Two hundred pages it. into the first omnibus. Oh my god. Because then it goes from. Well, here. Okay, according to Wikipedia, you got a prelude. Then you got Nightfall. Night's Quest, Night Quest of Crusade, Night Quest the Search, Night's End, Aftermath. <laughs> and I believe it's all in the three books I have. It is. Oh my gosh. This is yeah, it's a it's a big undertaking, that's for sure. Cause yeah, that, that's how they break it down. Nightfall, Night Quest, Night's End, Aftermath. Yeah. And so like the first thing in the book is the Chuck Dixon, I think it was Chuck Dixon, uh kind of uh origin story of Bane. Okay. Which is kind of like Dark Knight Rises, but it's different because there's no Talia in it first off, but just his father was a criminal and he was never caught, but his mother was caught while she was pregnant. So where they were at, he had to serve the prison term. So he was born in the prison. And eventually he gets put in with general population. All these guys are preying on him as sexual predators something happens and he just snaps and he kills somebody and he becomes the the guy in the prison 
So where did you pick up an omnibus of this? Um, I found the first two on Amazon, and I got the other, the third one on eBay as part of a big bulk okay. Batman lot I bought. Really? Okay, because yeah. I'm looking they're, at their paperback. Omnibus of Nightfall. They're paperback. Here. It's like two hundred bucks. You did not? Did you drop two hundred bucks to buy it? No, no. These these were paperback ones that were. 30, 40 bucks. Oh, here you go. Nightfall Omnibus. You can get it on Kindle for four bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's the hardcover here that I'm looking at. But yeah. there's another hardcover one that's 245 bucks. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. No, no, I didn't do hardcover for those. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just curious. Because, yeah. And there, but you didn't even do the prelude to Nightfall. I wonder if that was important to read that. It, it might be in there. Oh, it might be in the Omnibus you have. Okay. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is this all on the DC app too? I'd be, you know, with these like, because did you do No Man's Land at one point? Uh, um, we got all the trades of that too. Oh, okay. So if you go on Amazon and you do the paperback version, you can get the first one for 21 bucks. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see. That's Nightfall 3, Prelude to Nightfall, Batman Night Quest, Crusade, Batman Nightfall, Omnibus Volume 1, that's hardcover. Yeah, Batman Nightfall. That's just volume one. That's not an omnibus, though. There's no way it's an omnibus. But yeah, it's 21 bucks, but that's not an omnibus. That's just volume one. Where did my other thing go? Yeah, Batman Nightfall Omnibus, $20.97 for a paperback. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here. But like I said, yeah. <laughs> but then if you get the Kindle version, four bucks. <laughs> four dollars. So the oh, wait, sorry, ten bucks. Ten bucks for that. Ten bucks for that one. I had credits. I didn't really have any credits. <laughs> so the pro the only problem I'm having is they reference stuff that didn't happen in the actual book. Oh, okay. And so it gets a little confusing at times. But other than that, I'm really enjoying it. it it's okay, a good cool. And Chuck Dixon, he's a good writer. I always love oh, his Robin stuff. His so. Robin and his Nightwing were awesome. Yeah. So no, it's on. It's you know, I'm aware of the story. We're all aware of the story. It'd just be a matter of if you go back and do it. Because how many omnibuses are there? Are there? You said there's three of them. Yeah, I think there's only three. At least I assume so. I I got one and two because I already had three. So oh, okay. if there's more, I'll go track them down. Okay, so I'm glad you're liking that. That's awesome. I mean, that's but the, the data stuff's always hard to get through too, just because the language is older, the oh, art's yeah. really older. Sometimes they just write too much instead of letting the, the the art speak for some of it, you know. Yeah, um, there was a lot of narrative, and it's the same thing I yeah. saw with um, all the Infinity Gauntlet stuff. Yeah. Was your your characters would have would explain what's going on. Yeah, instead of leaving it to the art like they do now sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking for Omnibus Volume 2. There, there's a get... lot of monologues. Yeah. Income. So. so. All right, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying that. And then, hey, how come I'm seeing in the comic shop, why is, are they re-releasing like Walking Dead? But a color what are they version. Doing? What is it? It's a color version. Oh, colored version is what they're doing with it. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I haven't even picked it up off the shelf to go. What's this different about? I was like, they, they're really trying to squeeze every last penny they can out of that series. That's done. It has been done for quite some time now. At this point, I'm, I find that to be a little funny. I mean, can you tell me a thing Kirkman's done since? No, no, I can't. Uh, I mean, but he's got. I mean, he's got his TV projects because you're gonna have the Maggie and uh, yeah, 
Negan TV. I'm sure he's involved with that somehow. Um, but from a comic book standpoint, no, I don't know. Let me see. He did a book called Outcast. I don't know anything about it. And then there I liked was, it. I didn't keep up with it, but the first trade was really good. But I want to say that was happening during Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, he had another one that was uh, kind of a sci-fi book. I don't remember the name of it. I never got the last trade of it, though. Let's see here. Here we go. Let's go down the list here. We've got Battle Pope, Brit, Clementine, which Clementine is based. That's a Walking Dead book. That's off the video game. I don't know if you ever played the video game with Clementine in it. No, I haven't. Super. That's good. Uh, die, 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 Haunt, Invisible, Oblivion Song. Oblivion Out- Song is the one I was thinking of. Okay. Outcast, as as a Seta, Super Dinosaur, which I love Super Dinosaur. Yeah. Tech Jacket, The Astounding Wolfman, which I love The Astounding Wolfman. Don't know if you ever dove in that one. That's really good. No, I didn't. Uh, The Walking Dead and Void Rivals. Void Rivals. But here's the question. If I click on Oblivion Song, when did that get... Okay, Oblivion Song. That's that's current because August 9th of 2023 is when you get uh, the compendium. That's compendium. Compendium, yeah. You get a compendium. Because I, I have I have the first five trades, okay, and six came out at the end of last year. Volume six trade paperback came out July thirteenth of twenty two. Okay, maybe not end of last year. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna assume is it is the series done? Yeah, I believe I think volume six was the last one. Yeah, because it says Robert Kirkman confirms the end of his Image Skybound comic book series Oblivion Song. That was from February 24th of 21 is when he made the announcement. So I'm going to assume Volume 6 was the end of it. Was yeah. Is it worth diving into? Is it not even that good? I, I liked it. Um, it's about... An, uh, kind of think uh, Stranger Things, okay. where there's a parallel area... But instead of like them breaching, it flips. And so all these people that were in this area mm-hmm. went over to like this alien land. And this alien huh. land kind of took over the spot on Earth for a bit. Okay. And so your your protagonist is trying to find his brother who was who disappeared. Mm. Well, and here's the other funny part was when I brought up uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Clementine. Mm-hmm. He's not even writing it. Someone else is writing it. It's just, his, but it's his character. So, well, because there was the online Walking Dead comic that was done, I think, by Brian K. Vaughn, and I never read that either. Huh? I never knew about that one. Those Void Rivals. Let's see. Here you go. The blockbuster Oblivion Song team of Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici, Felici, mm-hmm. I guess, debuted the biggest. A uh, new comic book series of 2023 with the launch of an all-new shared universe and surprise you won't see coming. Hmm. War rages around the sacred ring where the last remnants of two worlds have collapsed around a black hole in an ever-ending war. However, when pilot Darak and his rival Salila both crash on a desolate planet, these two enemies must find a way to escape together. But they are they alone on this strange planet? And what dark forces await that threaten the entire universe? Void Rivals. Issue number one arrives June fourteenth of twenty twenty three. Okay. So possibly a number one to pick up and keep on your list there, just in case. Yeah. Turn into the next one, dead number one. <laughs> Everyone wishes they had. I don't know about that one. I don't know, but if you're asking what's what's the last thing you heard of that he's done, this will be his most current one. Yeah. It would be 
Chronicles. So he's still working. I get, you know, I'm I'm hoping you know that's he kind of re, you know understands. Hey, um, this is my bread and butter. I yep. need to let let that go. But hey, have you heard of something called Tenement? Mm. It's a Jeff Lemire project with Andrea Sorrentino and Dave Stewart. I I heard something about it. Um, he um, that was the team that worked on. I can't think of it. It I it was a horror series I read from him. Okay. But yeah, arriving June 21st, 2023. It's a mini series. Okay. Uh from the team behind Gideon Falls. Gideon Primordial. Falls, that was it. Uh and 10,000 Black Feathers comes the biggest and most essential project yet in bold and ambitious new shared horror universe of the Bone Orchard Mythos. Hmm. Seven resident residents in a building and dark secrets that bind them together beginning with a death that feels much more sinister than natural. Tenement is the newest entry into the Bone Orchard mythos, which I guess Bone Orchard is something else. I never heard of Bone Orchard. I've heard of it. I think they did a free comic book day thing for it a few years ago. Because, yeah, Bone Orchard is the 10,000 Black Feathers. Okay. I'm going to assume, is, is Gideon Falls part of Bone Orchard? I don't I know. I need to know about Bone, Bone Orchard. Yeah. The Bone Orchard by Stets. That can't be it. <laughs> no, it didn't bring up anything like that. It's just, but it was written by someone named Sarah Mueller. I'm no. like, that is not a comic writer that I'm aware of. So, no. Yeah, the, here you go. The Bone Orchard Mythos is a comic book project consisting of limited series, graphic novels, and one shots by Jeff Lemire and artist Andrea Sorrentino. Um, but I've never actually seen like a Bone Orchard book but yeah prelude shadow eater was a free comic book day book in 2022 so maybe oh, you had the yeah, maybe you had the book from okay and then it says the passageway was the first major story in the series i don't know if you heard of the passageway no um and then Ten Thousand black feathers and then tenement and then for halloween well this was basically that's 2023 release but star seed was from halloween 2022 hmm. oh but no i'm sorry he announced it halloween 2022 They'll release it in, at the end of 23. Okay. Yeah. So, but they're saying critics praise the debut OGN original graphic novel, The Passageway. So, uh, 94% on the League of Comic Geek readers. So, it's got a high rating. Yeah. Right. So, might want to pick that up. But, yeah, finding the Bone Orchard Mythos prelude would be awesome. So, you kind of see what you're kind of stepping into. Yeah. yeah. Check around, see if you got that. Because I know I don't. I know for a fact I don't have it. But see if you have it. I'd be interested in taking a look at that. Okay. But yeah, as far as reading, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I, I need to. I got. Trust me, I've got my long reading list, and I do have some vacation coming up here. Which I don't know if I have time to actually sit down and actually read anything. But I know I have long lists of stuff to read. Yeah. I'm so behind on everything. That's not even funny. But um, yeah. And then other than that, I'm not reading anything. I'm just gonna finish up that, and I might. I have Huck Finn from the library as well. I'm gonna try to read that. I think maybe, but either read Huck Finn or I'll jump back to Star Wars. I can't decide which way I'll go. So I have Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. I've had them since I was like seven years old. Never read them, yeah. so I, I, I might have to go to them. <laughs> yeah, you'll 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 blow through Tom Sawyer. It's really fast reading. Yeah, it's fun reading. I think the kid. And if you ask, is it appropriate? 
language for the kids. Yeah, it is. You just have to explain to them. It was the it was the times. Yeah, some of the words from the times. So just I don't want to say get over it, but just accept accept it. It yes. is what it is. You can't you, you don't you can't. It's not like the, and most of the time it's not even in a bad sense. Yeah, it's just the the terminology of the day. Yep. So, um, I guess other than the stuff we're reading, what else did you have on the docket? Uh, nothing. I got a bunch of stuff okay. I watched over the last two weeks. All right. Start start your list. What you got? All right. Did you ever see Samaritan? No, what? that's the one with Sylvester Stallone. Though I've, I passed over a bunch of times just because I'm not a big Stallone fan right now. I don't know why. But I I passed over it a lot too, and I finally sat down and watched it. It was pretty good. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. And it's comic-y. I know it's a comic book yeah. thing. I think was it actually a book? No, it wasn't. I think it was original Amazon Prime thing. Okay. So it's worth checking out. Okay. That, and that's, what's the, what's the premise? What what's our my, my synopsis? Um, this kid in kind of a bad neighborhood uh, believes his neighbor used to be the superhero Samaritan. Okay. Um, and he kind of gets mixed up with the bad people, and Stallone reveals, yes, he had powers. Okay. Um, sounds a little bit like Unbreakable. Mm, kind of, but rather than the like the son testing him. And well, because mm-hmm. in Unbreakable, he didn't realize. Yeah. In Samaritan, Stallone is hiding. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, but we're checking out. Is it a long one? Uh, hour 45, I think, somewhere in there. That's not bad. No. That's not bad. No. Okay. Not three hours, so. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of went a little bit on a deep dive on um, uh, Apple TV. Ooh, hit me. What you got? Okay, so the first one was still a Michael J. Fox film. It's a documentary. I tried it, man. Yeah, I tried, and I just got about five minutes, and it just was really – I didn't – I didn't like how it was kind of – I don't know. It it was him narrating more than anything, and they're kind of using – They were using his book as the basis for the movie. Okay. And and you got a sense of his struggles – and then, like, the flashbacks were all like that Dark Side of the Ring kind of acted thing where you can't see the faces. Yeah, there but, you go. Yes, yes, that's what I was – there you go. Wait, good, good way to explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and I guess that kind of took me out of it a little bit. But is it worth me going to revisit and trying to get through it? I've been a giant fan of his because my grandfather had Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And so, like, seeing his struggle and then seeing this big celebrity with the same thing and mm-hmm. kind of getting the word out about it, it – it's always had a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. So when I saw that, I knew I had to watch it. And it, it's a really good story. Um, it's really sad to see how far he's, I don't want to say fallen, but that's no, what... The, the, the disease is taken. It's, it's not who he was, you know? He's yeah. a completely different person than who he was because of the disease. Well, and he and, has no control over it, so... And it does show you where he's at today. And, like, they have to sit there for, like, five minutes until he can get to the point where he can speak yeah. or he goes with a physical therapist outside just to walk and he just collapses mm-hmm. and like people around him like freak out. Cause he just falls over and he's like, Oh, it's not a big deal. What is, what a shame. Yeah. What an absolute shame. And I, I, I'm curious, and this is a really off tangent, but with what Elon Musk is doing with the Neuralink, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've been seeing any clips about that lately. Not really. it's, it's, not, it's not going public as far as a company with investors or anything like that. But from what they're saying is a, a chip implanting it in your brain could almost be like a cure for stuff like this. 
Yeah. And I'm like, if they could cure Parkinson's with this chip in your brain, how fast would people, <laughs> you know, start dropping tons of money um, to regain control of their lives? I, I think that would be amazing. It's just the technology is just not there. Where I think the FDA didn't approve human trials or something like that. Yeah. It's, but it's interesting. It's super interesting. If you ever want to go down a, a rabbit hole thinking about that stuff, you're just like, with the with AI coming down the pike and it's our it's well it's here, kind of, but it's not widespread where everyone's using it just right. yet. But the technology that could be coming down the way, it's like, I, man, the future is just a scary thing where science fiction is becoming reality, and that's scary <laughs> sometimes, you know. Yeah, here comes Skynet. Yeah, to say the least, right? So, yeah. So, but yeah, no, still, I'm aware of it. I started it, just turned it off because it was it was just uncomfortable to watch, and the kids were kind of coming in and out. And I was like, I didn't really feel like explaining who he really was. And yeah. All the stuff he's been in and why this is a big deal because of how, what, because him as an actor, it's he was lively, he was sharp, he was funny. You know, it's just man, and it's just crazy. Like hearing the stories about filming Back to the Future, where he would film that at night. And then go to the set of Family Ties during the day, and he'd yep. get like four hours of sleep between the two. Yep, it was unreal. And then he'd take cocaine to get through. No, <laughs> I he yeah. didn't quite say it, but I think it was yeah. inferred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and then I went with Cherry, with Tom Holland by the Russo brothers. Oh, that's a rough one to get through, sir. That's Very really much. rough. And that's not a Tom Holland movie. When you're no. like, that's not my Spider-Man. What's going on? <laughs> that's like his requiem for a dream is what that thing is. Yeah. And it's it's sad and depressing. And it's based off a real story. Yes. Yeah. P- a lot of PTSD, I think, is what they were trying yeah. I guess what you're going with there. Yeah. Yep. And, and the the the, uh, the sad part being um, his impact on his girlfriend and just watching her fall down. You know what I mean? Just yeah. her. her him pull her, yeah. Like him pull her down because she was just a promising, a promising college student. Yep. But I mean, the stuff he went through in the Middle East, I mean, it would be hard to reintegrate into society because I mean, they showed how much he struggled just to sleep because these nightmares of what he saw. Yeah. I mean, this and this is not their first delve into the PTSD and the wars of the Middle East. It's just. Yeah, it's just seeing him in a completely different role, though. That was so crazy to see yeah. him. Uh, well, yeah, because you know, going from Spidey to this is like, wow, those are two far ends of the spectrum. Well, and, and you get, um, uh, what was the crappy video game ad- adaptation with Mark huh? Wahlberg? Tom Holland did. Um, oh, Uncharted. 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 Yeah. And he did Uncharted, and he did the one where he, uh, I think it was the Amazon Prime one where he, like, couldn't speak is that what it was i don't remember it was so bad no but no there's one that's on netflix though that if you haven't seen it, i can recommend it where it's called devil all the time okay i haven't, yeah, yeah, I haven't I would, seen it that's really good i like that one i'll, I'll highly recommend that check okay. that one out and then we did ghosted oh how'd you like ghosted it was so good so fun and then the part and then the part i told you about yeah, God. Yeah, where his buddies show up. Yeah, yeah. buddy, or Falcon and uh, yep. Soldier. So you're like, how do they do that? How do they get these guys to agree to do that? That was Every, so great. We're like, the whole MCU in this. I'm like, I know, right? Where's Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> oh, there he is. 
Oh, that was so great. That yeah. was so funny. <laughs> he calls him, he's God, the, the God, the bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was a, and then it was so hard to watch because the whole time when he's, he's the aloof one where Anadarmus is the, the hardcore badass one. Yeah. And like, oh, come on, man, that's cap. Don't do him like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But, uh, yeah, no, it was good. It was a great, it was a rom-com. It was a great rom-com. It was. I don't, I don't make it anything further than what it is. It is what it was. And I thought he he and her, they, they both had chemistry. Yep. The story was fun. It was, a, it was original, a little bit different, you know. I, yep. I, 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 lo- I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I did too. So then after that, we jumped over to Amazon Prime and watched Air. Oh, boy. Tell me how much you liked Air. There we go. When Matt Damon went into his little uh, speech about what Michael was going to be, and then they started playing the actual clips, my eyes watered up, and I'm just like, oh, this is unreal. And then they showed the stuff about his dad dying and Mm -hmm. him going to baseball, and I'm just like, I'm like, I hope my family doesn't look at me because my eyes are all watery, (laughs) and they're not going to understand this. Yeah, I know. It's... It's, it was an incredible. It was incredibly done. Matt Damon knocked it out of the park. He was yeah. so good in that. But you know, and Bateman was great in his role. Yeah, um, I mean, you see Chris Tucker for the first time in how long? Oh gosh, I don't, who knows? And fitting real well. Uh, did, did great. Not. Yeah. I don't think he overdid it. He fit the role perfectly. Um, and, and you never want to see Michael. You you yeah. see, like the back of his head. Yeah, yeah. I feel. Bad. Then, I feel bad for that actor, but. Yeah, but then Viola Davis as his mom, right? That oh, was she was, was perfect. Was it Viola Davis or was it Alfred Woodard? I can't remember. I think it was Viola Davis. Okay. She, regardless, super good as, as Mike's mom. Um, super fun. But the fact that I love the the part that I really enjoyed too was when he he explained to her this is exactly what's going to happen when you go meet with the other people as from the from Adidas and then uh, Converse. Converse. Yeah. And it went just like that. I was just laughing at that. I was like, that's great. Um, it, it just goes to show you how history changes, you know, on a turn of a dime where it's just like one small decision and how, how different would history be, you know? So crazy. Um, yeah. And who would have thought a, a movie about a shoe would be that intriguing to watch. Oh, it, I know. It was incredible. Incredible. And, and like, Aaron's like, are these real people or do they fictionalize them? I'm like, no, these are all real. Like, yeah, I know all these names. Yep. Yep. Phil Knight for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, just, gosh, how many lives would have been impacted? It, I, you didn't realize. It, I guess the reason why it's so impactful is because of how much Nike is ingrained in the culture, and how basketball yeah. has now been ingrained in the culture, and how it's not just a sport, and it's not just a shoe. I guess is how I kind of want to describe it. Well, it's, part, it's a culture, right? Well, so yeah, that's why it, that's why it's so impactful. I mean, it's transcended because I mean, there's Jordan line of golf products. I mean, Yachty, Yachty has Jordan, uh, had Jordan catcher equipment. Yeah, I remember, yeah, <laughs> where the ball stuck to his jersey, or stuck yeah. to this uh, <laughs> chest protector. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you flipped over and t- took a look at that one. That was, I, it was a lot better than I was expecting. It really yes. was. It, it kind of blew me away that it was that good. No, I, I expected a lot out of the movie, and it lived up to it. So I was very happy about that. I'm glad you liked it. Um, and then we went back to to Apple and watch Tetris. Come on, man. How oh good was it? God, that was unreal. And since <laughs> those were the last two movies we watched as a family, they got compared mm-hmm. because 
it's fictionalized versions of true events. Yeah. And Will's like, oh, I love Tetris. It was the better of the two. I'm like, no. I'm like, you didn't live through the era. And Tetris was huge. And Mm -hmm. knowing that story now makes me appreciate it a lot more. Oh, absolutely. But Michael Jordan was just another level. Yep. Yep. I didn't have I didn't have Tetris posters on my wall when I was a kid. I had Jordan yeah. posters on my wall, but I didn't have Tetris posters. Yeah, so that's different. But Tetris was just so good. Taron Edgerton was great in it. Oh, he, he was, was so cool. And then, and then basically just Russian bad government people. That oh, was yeah. a great villain in the movie. And um, just the family dynamic, the struggle that he's having with trying to make you know trying to balance the the work and life thing. And yep. That was great. And then um, just just the trials and tribulations of trying to get. A game off the, you know, getting a game produced, yeah, and just the the, the backstabbing <laughs> that occurred too. It was just like, wow. Oh, I know, and that was crazy. I I didn't go to look at this yet to see, um, like how fictionalized it was, but I really want to find out. No, no, the guy. The, that's what they show at the end of the movie. The the well, one guy, the the one the the the, the rich guy that basically. Bankrupted his company. That's real. They showed real clips of his son walking by the media, um, and he was. Uh, well, yeah, they showed that stuff, but like, yeah. how how much of the stuff in Russia happened the way it did? Oh, so like, him, it might have been, been sensationalized a bit. Yeah, but still. the the car chase, like that type of stuff. That yeah, I would, that would be that would be wild if that was real. But I I don't put it. What's so crazy about Russia at that time in history? It could be very real, <laughs> you know. It, it might not be sensationalized. I don't know, but I just it was. It's movies like that that you just know. You're thankful. And streaming is amazing in some ways. In other ways, there's just too much crap out there, and you're like, "What am I really paying for? Am I really getting my, my dollars worth with all this streaming crap?" Yeah. Well, but if streaming didn't exist, movies like this, I don't think they would ever live at the theater. Like, I don't ever think they would get produced. Not today, and yeah, I mean, even if they did. It would be back like '90s, like the Tivoli that would be there, and like you'd go see it, and there'd be seven people in the theater with you, and you'd be like one of seven hundred people to see it in the country. Possibly, yeah, but they're not really art house movies either. These aren't those funky little college, no. you know, student project movies either. These are big productions, um, but they just, like you said, they're not spectacles to go out to the movie theater to see anymore. Wait, which is interesting because. I don't think we'll ever see another comedy that really takes off into theater. So, like, um, what was it? Uh, Burt Kreischer's movie. Uh, oh, the machine. Yeah, it got it bombed at the box office. Oh yeah. But that's not the type of movie that's successful anymore. It's more of the big action movies you have to go see in the theater or it's, or it's family bombed movies. At the box office. But the funny thing is, I've heard nothing but rave reviews about how funny it is. Yeah. Like I've heard it's really really good. It's just no one's going to go see it, and, and I'm included. Like I. I told Jenna, like, I want to support him because I'm such a big fan of his work. And the guy busts his ass and supports his family. Yeah. You know, I mean, he makes his money off the stories of his family. But, you know, he, he's just trying to make it. And his stories are hilarious. And you want to support people like that. But to go to a movie these days with a family of five, if you're going to go all out and see a movie, it's just the cost of tickets. And if you're going to get concessions to go along with it. That's a $100 investment these days. Yeah. Very easily $100 investment. And it's like, do you really want to spend hundred bucks to go see that, or you're gonna go see the Marvel movie? I'm gonna go and, see the Marvel. That's the big spectacle. And really, my family's not invested in a movie like a story like that. 
like no, yeah, where agreed. where I am. So it's like I'm not gonna. I mean, I would go to a movie by myself, but yeah. I I would feel bad for leaving them behind. So I'm not gonna do it. I'll wait till it's on streaming and I'll watch it right. on my own. Yeah, it's just like you said. It's, you just wait for it to come out and you'll watch it at that point. And yep. that, then maybe that's how it gets its second life. Maybe it'll become a cult classic kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. I think it will. Um. So then. I don't know why it, it was leaving. It, it was leaving Max. I watched Empire of the Sun. Empire of the Sun is that the it's, is that Christian Bale? Christian Bale is a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such. I'm, a good I'm movie. aware of it, but it's a blind spot. It's a really good movie, and I think it's leaving. I think it left H, HBO Max it or, or Max now. Yeah, I, I think it left yesterday. A young English boy struggles to survive under Japanese occupation of China during World War II. It's got a great cast. It's got uh, John Malkovich. Um, it's a Spielberg film. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that? definitely worth seeing. It's okay. got a, a cameo by a young Ben Stiller. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, let's see. Christian Bale, John Malkovich, Ben Stiller, Miranda Richardson. Let's see if there's anybody else that's oh Joe Joe Pantoliano yes Joey, Joey Pants yep uh, let's see but the next two guys I've never I mean I don't recognize them most of the other cast you probably wouldn't uh, let's see and Queensberry she's in stuff you just have to see her face I, if you were to ask me what else she's been in I can't think of it off the top of my head but she's one of those bit actors that you, yeah. she's in lots of stuff during the eighties and nineties yeah I don't know but who she played. Oh, Kate, Bl- Kate Blanchett's in it. Yes. Yeah, I forgot she was. Okay. And then everybody else. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, okay. No, no, I'll have to put that on the list to try to check it out. So uh, it's worth watching. Yeah. Um, let's see. I saw this on Max. Um, Rich and Shameless. It was a documentary series. I think that was on TNT. Looked at like pop culture stuff. And I watched one episode because it was Farmer Bro versus the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> Rich, rich and shameless is what yes. this one's called. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, the gist is the Wu Tang Clan made an album, and they wanted music to be considered like high art, so they made one master copy of it, never released it, okay. and sold it off. And this guy, the Farmer Bro guy, that oh, the the guy that everyone hates. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've seen, they brought this up in what movie was that? And everyone hated. Or was it a TV show? Ah. Uh, it was in something very yeah. recently, very very recently. Yeah. So okay. they made this album, and he bought yeah. it in auction for a couple million dollars. Yeah. And he got into a feud with Ghostface Killer, mm-hmm. and he kept acting like he was going to release it, and he acted like he was a street thug, like they were in their previous life, and it was just it was so entertaining just to see. Like all the video clips and like the social media stuff they'd post to each other, um, I I don't know if they got the rights back, but the the government seized all his assets, including that. But like they they wanted this album to be like a work of art that you would see in a museum, and there's only yeah. one copy of it out there, and it's never been heard by anybody but them and him and whoever has it now. Gotcha. And Farmer Bro is actually a movie on Hulu right now. Is it? Yeah. It's got a Stephen Colbert in it. It's it's um it's a documentary. Yeah. What it looks like. 
Yeah, documentary profiling Martin Shkreli, the financial entrepreneur and pharmaceutical tycoon oh. from Brooklyn, New York, known for raising the price on of an AIDS medicine. He was a complete. Yeah, I, I, bag. I thought this guy didn't he, didn't he end up in jail? Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because. Uh, maybe it was a uh, was it inventing Anna? It was. In, might have been. Where she was the fake socialite. Yeah. I it might have been. And then yes, Anna Delvey did know former hedge fund manager Martin Scurley. So I'm guessing that's where it was. I can't believe I pulled that one out of my butt there. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was crazy. That's, that's impressive. I, I just know they, they they portrayed him in something. And I, that whole ghost the whole I'm sorry, uh album you're talking about yeah. that was discussed at the dinner they were talking about. Yeah. Okay. So what I would give to hear that album. But um, who has it now? If that guy's in jail, I wonder who has it. I the government seized it. I don't know if it was ever auctioned oh, okay. off or what. Okay. Um along those lines, TNT has another documentary series like that coming out that's about sports, and one of them's about Hulk Hogan in a sex tape. That's already out. Is, it, is that one out? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, because uh, yeah, when I was watching some of the NBA uh, playoff stuff, I think yeah. that was on the TNT but, app. I, thought I, I, I know the series started. I don't know what episodes are on. I'll have to go look on demand and see what, what there is. Because well, then you have the Hulk Hogan movie coming out at some point where Hemsworth plays Hogan, doesn't he? Yes. Um, And then, well, to go with it. Yeah, Hulk Hogan versus Gawker is what that one's called. Yeah. Um, and to go with it, uh, the first episode of Dark Side of the Ring came out this past week. I haven't watched it yet, though. What was that one based on? I don't know what this one was. Because um, mm-hmm. they released all the episodes. I don't remember what lined up. I think there's eight of them this season. Eight or ten. It'll take you into August if you watch them week by week, which I think I'm going to. Uh, was Is this season four? I think so. Because, yeah, May, oh, here you go, May 30th, 2023. It just came out. Chris and Tammy, the teenage romance oh. wrestling strategy. Chris Candido and Tammy's son. Oh, Tammy, Tammy Lynn Cinch. Oh, so Sunny from WWF, where she killed someone in a car crash or something like that, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But Chris Candido was this great wrestler. Did a lot of ECW stuff. Okay. Had routine surgery and died of a, I think, a staph infection from the oh, surgery. Wow. And isn't this supposed to be the last season of, of Dark Side of the Ring? Because I thought Dark Side of the Ring was done by Vice. Yes, Vice is going out of business. I like they're going bankrupt. They went like bankrupt. Um, yeah. I didn't even think they were going to make this season because WWE stepped in and didn't want any more stories told. Ah, uh, of course they wouldn't, would they? Yeah, <laughs> but, it's, but it's, like you said, it's the dark side of wrestling. Well, um, season five, episode one, Vince McMahon's sexual affairs. Right, exactly. But yeah, no, season four, episode two is going to be shattered. The Magnum TS. Um, Wrestling heartthrob Terry Magnum T.A. Allen was destined for worldwide stardom, but one rainy night altered his career and future of wrestling forever. Terry Magnum, does that sound familiar to you? No. Okay. I'm curious. So, see, I never finished the uh, Tales from the Territory or whatever that show was called. Okay. I watched a couple episodes of that, and it was crazy. I need to go back and watch them, though. Here, I'm trying to see. Here, go Digital Spy. Uh, Ring uh, for season four. I got to accept this one. Um, Chris, uh, Adrian Adonis, yeah. Doink the Clown. You already talked about Doink the yeah, Clown. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Junkyard Dog, Marty Janetti, 
Bam Bam Bigelow should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Abdul the Butcher. Yeah. What's the story behind WCW Bash at the Beach 2000? What happened there? I don't. I don't remember. I wonder why that's kind of. Uh, um, but regardless, was that, yeah, um, I'm was that the last pay per view before Vince took over? Maybe that sounds about the right timeline, right? Yeah. 2000? Yeah. Maybe. And then the Graham family. Uh, Graham, you said so. Suit like superstar Billy Graham, probably who yeah, just passed name. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Doink's gonna be the best one, I think. That's I so, think so. funny. Doink one. That's yeah. hilarious. But they're all they're all entertaining. They're all they're so, all good. so good. Um, who was a uh, Lance Storm posted on Twitter that he's excited to watch the Chris Candido one because he recorded over two hours of interviews for it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That would be interesting. All right. So last thing I have done that I watched, season or the series finale of Barry came out. Don't ruin it for me. I think I'm going to do a rewatch of the entire series because I don't remember enough from it. Because I think we stopped after season two. Okay. Each season for me got a little bit worse. Oh, really? Okay. Season three got really dark. And it was just hard to come back for season four. And the way it ended was fine. It wasn't like a Dexter-type ending. Okay. In fact, I think the last ten minutes of the finale were actually really good. But it just didn't have the charm of the first two seasons. And the the last... Tell me if I'm thinking incorrectly. The last I remember was... uh, What's it? Soho. What's his name? Soho. uh, Uh, Soho Hank. So Hank was having Barry train his people to go fight some other people. Uh, Am I I remembering correctly? Did he go to the cabin with Kusino and his cop girlfriend? I don't remember. See, I got, I got, I'm I'm telling you, I have to rewatch the whole thing. Rewatch it all. I'm going to. Yeah. yeah, and it won't take long to get through. They're only thirty minute episodes, or like twenty minute episodes. Or yeah, and so. it's only eight to ten episodes a season. Yeah, so it'd be pretty quick to get through that. But because I have to, because Jen and I were fans of it, we just for it's been so long between watching them, I just forget everything that's happening. But um, all right, that that that's your last one. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get all to right. the other season finale hopefully tonight or series finale. Well, there, I'll, uh, let me, I'll, I'll get there. Oh, yeah. uh, my last one on my list. So, uh, watched a movie called The Sun uh, with Hugh Jackman, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen it out there. If you look on Netflix, like the top 10 things, like the first, the second or third top 10 movie was The Mother, and then the next one was The Sun. It's a trilogy that the guys. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I just thought it was yeah. co- coincidence that the two showed up, but okay, that no, makes that no, makes a lot of sense. Because there, there's a movie called The Father, there's a movie called The Mother, and this one's called The Son. It's, okay. It is this guy's. He's I don't remember where this. I think he's French, a French director, um, a French Catholic. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this the son. It, it think of um, beautiful boy. Okay. with a sneak grill. Yeah. Kind of along the same lines. It's it's dark. This one's super dark. Hmm. I don't that I, you think are going to happen don't happen. That's something that, that you think will happen does happen. That's kind of I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, 
it was dark enough to where I wanted it. I started it and I kind of just needed to see how it played. I needed to see how it played. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, just, as a, just as a parent kind of thing, you're just watching this stuff, just going, <sighs> everything you watch that has something to do dark when it comes to being a parent, it's just like a nightmare that could be yours. It probably will never happen kind of thing, but you're just like, good Lord. When you sign up to be a parent, you just can never cover all the thing, all the horrible things that could happen in life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it's it's is it worth a watch if you're ever feeling very down on a rainy day and you want to feel more depressed go ahead and watch it. <laughs> I'll say it that way. I think I've gotten um, to the point where I can't watch that stuff anymore. It's, just it's rough to get through. Just because it's been a rough year for us. Right, I hear you. I hear you. But um, then I tried uh, the she said on Amazon Prime. It was about the um, fire or uh, Harvey Weinstein. And oh, yeah. is that the one with the girl from Euphoria, Sydney Sweeney? I don't think she's in it. No, okay, I don't no. remember her being in it. No. Um, and I, if you asked me who were some big names in it, I couldn't remember any big names in it, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I got about an hour in, then I had enough. I really did. It was just not for me. It felt like, and I, I described it like this, it felt like Hand, Handmaid's Tale, where I was into that show for about three seasons, and I'm just like, I think those are... Women, these are movies for women by women that really only women can connect to. Like when yeah. I try to connect, like you can, I can respect the the plight of being a woman. I just can't, I can't experience it the same way. And knowing yeah. how you, a woman lives day to day and the things they go through from day to day, you know, yep. all the struggles and all that stuff where, where I want to respect it. And I, I, the story is a big story. Um, I forgot how the, the, Weinstein started with uh, Rose McGowan was a big deal. Yeah, about what he did to Rose McGowan. So re- it it retells the story of all that stuff, and it's just like I, I just couldn't get through it. It 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 wasn't capturing me in regards to needing to see the whole story. Having you know, it's, it's something horrible that happened. Yeah, and it just it just I don't know. I, I just didn't feel like need, I did, there was no need inside me to say I need to fe- I need to finish this for some reason. Yeah, please um, tell me the next one is uplifting. <laughs> Uh, let's see. No, no. I, well, I, I'm going to go through. Let's see. Oh, well, here, kind of, I guess. Ant-Man 3. I re- okay. did a rewatch of it because it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, Again, not my favorite. Not my favorite, but it's just a setup. It's a setup movie. Yeah. It really, really is. Um, Along those lines, I start re-watching uh, Love and Thunder. See, and that's what I'm saying. I haven't. I did not go back to revisit Love and Thunder. I haven't gone back to revisit Wakanda Forever. They're just those those sequels of uh, of property that I'm just like. There's nothing there for me to really say. I need to go back and rewatch those. There, there's where are we going to go with Wakanda Forever? Other than the fact that maybe down the line we'll get a, a new T'Challa. Yeah, it's grown up now because of that's the biggest thing we learned from the end of the movie. But other than that, you know, Love and Thunder. Is this just the end of Chris Hemsworth as Thor? We're just not going to see him as Thor anymore? Uh, he, well, maybe not, because he said recently if someone came to him with a fresh idea, he would, he'd be yeah. open to doing it. See, and so and I, that's why I just didn't revisit it. And it's not the best. It's, it's not the best movie. But I did see a cool scene that was cut out of the movie. They put it online between him and Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. um, the, the Zeus character. Yeah. And, um, yeah, actually, I was like, why did you take that scene out? It's actually a pretty pivotal scene in the movie. Um, hmm, I'll have to go track that down. You'll have to track it down. I don't, I don't recall exactly what it was about, but I was like, it definitely could have been left in and would have given Russell Crowe a little bit more to the movie, I guess. You know, yeah. would have, so, he would have had I some will, more to chew on, I guess. I will rewatch every single one of them. Mm-hmm. 
maybe not more than once, but maybe I hope down the line something comes like in game where you can appreciate it more, like mm-hmm. in game did for uh, Dark World. Yep. So I don't know. I'm yep. hopeful of that. Hopefully, hopefully someone will pull it all together. Um, the Good Nurse that's on Netflix. Uh, wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. It started off like a good, you know, did this or did, did this not happen? It's a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to leave it at that if you ever try to watch it. If I give you too many details, it spoils the whole movie. All right. Um, I'm noting it down. Jessica Chastain's in it. I, I, I'm not going to recommend it, to be honest with you. If you want to watch it, go for it. It's not a complete waste of your time. Uh, Eddie Redmayne is in it as well. Okay. So two well-known actors are in it. It's kind of very predictable. Uh, that I'll give, I'll say that is probably a knock against it. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to see how it ended. Um, see if it, I wanted to see if it got darker than I thought it would. And it didn't, I don't yeah. know if that spoils anything for you, but okay. Me watching as many horror movies as I do. I was like, maybe this will get really dark. And I was like, I was looking forward to it and it just didn't take that turn. Yeah. So. Um, last movie I watched was Tinder bar. Did you watch Tinder bar on Amazon? That's the uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck one. I thought you did. Yeah, yeah, did I did. I, uh, okay, a couple months ago. Yeah, Tinder Bar, it, and it has um, Cyclops. Yeah, on the newer uh, version. Ty Sheridan. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Good movie. It Good is drama. It is. Yeah, one. It falls in line with the movies we were just talking about, like Air and Tetris and stuff like that. That would never survive out in the theater. Yeah, but since I caught it on uh, Amazon Prime, really good movie. I it liked is. it a lot. Uh, coming, coming of age memoir, pretty much, I guess. Yeah, and not like the comedy type one that we get a lot of, a little more serious. But yeah, I I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I I I recommend that one as one of the better ones I've watched. Yeah. Okay, and then let me go over to the TV show side of things. Uh, Yellowstone watched the premiere and the second episode. Okay, and I I get the hype a little bit. I. Th- think i need to press through because someone told me the same thing that they did they'd struggle through the first couple episodes but then eventually it really picks up big time so i'm looking forward to that as far as getting deeper into that mythos because i know there's the prequel shows as well yeah and, but so and, far, I, I like the idea it makes me wish i lived out in montana <laughs> that's all it really does to be honest i it's um, just been so hyped up for me i don't know if i'm gonna and that's the other problem. It's been so hyped up. I don't know if it's going to live up to the hype. So far, no. By all means, no, it does not live up to the hype. And um, it's also been hyped up by a lot of ultra-conservative people I know. Okay. So and that kind of impacts it, too. Okay. And see, this, that's the other thing. As far as political, no, there's not a lot of... Like, there, I see where there's politics in the show. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing that by any means. Um, it's the type of people that I usually say, hey, I watch this movie, and they're like... No, I have no clue what it is. Oh, so, like, if you think about stuff I see, and then think about like the typical demographic of Yellowstone, it makes a little more sense. Okay. No, I mean, but there's nothing in there that makes you go, you know, yeah. this is just not for me. It's it it, it could be. It it makes me feel like when people hyped up, like, think about people that had never seen Sons of Anarchy and they try to jump in on like season six or something like that how many yeah. seasons five or something like that yeah and you know, if you weren't there if you weren't there at the beginning you, you missed the progression and yeah so now that it's been overhyped and people love it so much and that there's prequel shows now about it and it's growing it's it's its there's, own there's thing all now. kinds of them maybe i missed the train you know what i mean i just yeah. missed it and maybe it's, it's beyond me at this point but i'll give it i'll give it a go i'll try you know but um it's okay 
Yeah. And I, maybe maybe the more I get into it, the better it will be. Um, succession. Finally, the yes. series finale. It's over. Yes. It's worth it. You should you should dive in. It's totally worth it. And I'm glad they they followed the formula of a good HBO show that says enough is enough. We can only do so many things with this story. And it is a jacked up family drama to the nth degree with too much money, too much power. They made something that you would think couldn't be exciting and they made it exciting and enthralling. So yeah, Succession is worth it. It's one of the it's an HBO classic at this point, I think. It falls in line with the best of the best of all time HBO shows. I'm excited to watch it. I don't know if I should just start it on my own and then go back and tell Aaron about it, or if I should just like be upfront like let's watch this one. Yeah. And we um, haven't finished House of Dragons yet, so I should probably just start it on my own. You need to, yeah, because yeah, she'll never catch up with you on that. Because, and this one's a little bit longer. Because remember, these are hour, and the finale yeah. was an hour and a half. It was long from the finale, but and there's what like four or five seasons, four seasons, four so seasons. not impossible to get through. But again, hour episodes, pretty much, um, forty five to an hour episodes. Yeah. So, um, I, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, Brian Cox is, he's up there with the Clint Eastwoods and the. Um, Oh, who is the? Uh, why is his name escaping me from Breaking Bad? Uh, yeah, Brian Cranston. Yeah, Cranston. He's up there with the Brian Cranston. Yep. The guys are just can do the gruff. I'm going to use that that adjective of gruff. They yeah. got the, he's got the gruff, <laughs> and I love it. I love his portrayal. Um, serious finale of Ted Lasso. I can't believe you didn't watch it. Can't, are you? How far behind are you? I think we're three episodes behind. So the biggest, the biggest. Um, I guess uh, knock against Ted Lasso for season three mm-hmm. was, I guess people were just like, it's just maybe it's dragging. So again, getting out at the right time. Yeah. Perfect series finale. Okay. Perfect series finale. So no really, spoilers. I, I, loved it. I thought, it, and then if you asked, did I cry? I, I've heard the last two episodes are really good. <laughs> my, my eyes were watering pretty heavy. My eyes were watering pretty heavy. How about that? They were watering pretty heavy, but no, not full on ugly cry or anything like that. So I learned something today about it. This yeah. season was written by Jason Sudeikis in place of uh, Bill Lawrence. Yep. I felt early on in the season something was missing, and Will said. Uh, b- before the Amsterdam episode, Will said, I'm not enjoying this season as much. They're not focusing on the team. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, that's, I yeah, I think that's my issue. And then they did the Amsterdam episode, and I was back in. 100% back in. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a good season. It's a great finale. Um, it wraps up the way it needed to wrap up. Yeah. And it's in line with the mythos that is the Ted Lasso. And I'll just leave it at that. I can't what? wait till you watch it. We'll, we'll, go, we'll dive in a little bit more when you actually get around to watching it. We can talk but about it next week. Um, but Bill Lawrence said when he was comparing it, he compared it to Star Wars. And each season is one of the episodes four, five, and six. Yeah. And I can see that because season two ended with Nate being Darth Vader and cutting off yeah. Ted Lasso's hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good comparison. It really is, and I'm glad they're they're tapping out where it should because there's there's not much more to the story that they now they're not officially could you, tapping could you out. Revisit it, or could you spin off? Yeah, they're gonna they're off. gonna they're gonna spin off. I can okay. guarantee they spin off, 
I how yet? I don't know. I can't say. We can talk about that next week. Okay. But um, I I want my Coach Beard Amsterdam episode to find out how he came in the kiss makeup. <laughs> Beard's the best. Beard's I, so great. I, I love, love Coach Beard. Oh my gosh! But yeah, we'll 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 do a, a bigger deep dive on Lasso once you finish it because it's it's worth it's worth the time to talk about. Yeah, and, and um, I've got to say that part of part of the reason my renaissance in soccer is because of that show mm-hmm. that in city SC. Yeah. It's, it's good that they, it's kind of funny how they kind of line up like that. Yeah. It, it helps. <laughs> it helps a lot. Very much. So. Um, and then the last one I got for you is an Apple show called Platonic. It's with Seth Rogen. Started and Rose Byrne. one episode in. Yeah, it's good. It's they good. Had, Jen, Jen watched it. She watched without me. And there's, I think four episodes. Yeah. Out. And I don't. That's, this is why I get mad at the whole week by week. I pisses me off because I gotta wait. But yeah, sometimes it works. Sometimes you know. But um, I gotta say, I kind of like the episodic wait a week for it. It's it, nostalgic yeah. feeling. Yeah. And it gives me something to look forward to. Like every Monday, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna turn on Barry first thing because yeah. that aired, that aired the night before. So I think when the kids go out of town in two weeks. Aaron and I will get caught up. I'm not, I'm going to stop. I'm going to let, we'll watch it together and then it'll be something we can catch up on each week. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's, it's good. And I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to be predictable. I'm hoping it's not too predictable. Um, as far as where the story's going, I don't think it will. I don't think it's going to go the way I think no. it will. And I hope not. Um, I love the chemistry between Seth Rogen and Rose Burns. I do because the neighbors. Though, yes. they had that chemistry is already there, and that's why I think it, I think that's why the show works really oh, well. Yeah, because he's all them together already. I wonder if they're friends in real life, kind of thing. It makes me question that because she already has a show on so, uh, on Apple. Yeah, that I some watch aerobic show or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's that, and so I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. And then I'm also I'm jonesing for Silo, but I'm gonna let Silo go all the way through because I've heard so many good things about it. So I've decided it's gonna be a cool sci-fi one. I decided I'm going to hold off and then until I read it. And I put okay. my, I put my hold into the library and I'm four of seven right now. Okay. And is it a book or a graphic novel? It's a, it's a book. It's a trilogy. Okay. The trilogy book. Okay. So yeah. see, mm, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I got too many other things to read. <laughs> yeah. that, so but but I'm, I'm, yeah, I I'm sure that trying to get a copy of it's not going to be easy with the, with the show being popular now, I'm sure. So. Yeah. No. I, but, it's uh, kind of good. Cause I have other stuff I have that I can read yeah. until it gets here. Okay. And then, oh, I was going to, the very, very last thing I'll share with you, though, is um, I tried Firefly. Yes. Sending it back to the library, Jay. No. God awful. awful. Cannot stand it. I think it's garbage. No. (laughs) I do not like it. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the last episode of Nerdcast. The graphics are dated. They are dated. the, the, The dialogue is just boring the crap out of me. The story is going nowhere. It goes nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it were better. I wanted to enjoy it because I know you're a big fan, and I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about it and re- revisit it with my experience. Experience it, but I can't get through it. It's 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 it is it's a it's a western mixed in with a sci-fi thing mm-hmm. where it kind of reminds me of Westworld a little bit in that way. But yeah, man, I want it to be so much better because I love Nathan Fillion in it, but. And he's the only bright spot. Um, no, you don't like Wash, Alan Tudyk. 
Yeah, Tudyk's okay in it, but Kaylee's she's as adorable she's as adorable as can be, and she's so super cute. But I just I'm not connecting with these characters. I'm not connecting with the story. You got the summer glow weird thing going on where she was in a freezer box or something like that. I just I'm going. What is going on? Maybe I gotta keep going. I would have to push through, I guess. Because again, there's not much to go. There's only one season of it, right? No. So there's not like I can. But it they drag the episodes drag. There's no action to get me through this stuff. I move didn't the story along. So I didn't find they dragged, but I felt like it got better as it went along. And mm-hmm. like a lot of things. I think it would have found really found its footing as it went along, but Fox canceled it so soon. Um, There's been a lot of media after the fact that's helped. So like the movie was really good. The, Mm -hmm. the books I fly through the books. Oh, really? Um, They, they've done comics of it. I don't know how much more is going to come out though. The, because Joss Whedon is toxic at this point. Exactly. So, yeah. And maybe that's impacting me. Maybe that's impacting me as well, just doing that. I mean, know, it could subconsciously. He's the, he's the voice of the show. And he's the voice of the show. That's all his writing, right? Yeah. Yep. So, I, I don't know if that's impacting me, but I'm just bored to death of it. <laughs> I just, this is not for me, man. I can't get through it. I just can't. So, at the so, time period tapping, where. I, I got other stuff to watch, so I'm tapping out. I'm going to focus on other stuff that I actually want to get around to. At the time period it came out, it fit really well, but there's been so much good sci-fi stuff that has come out since. Cause I mean, at that point you had no sequel trilogy to star Wars. Yeah. Uh, star Trek was kind of dormant. So for, for the time period, it was really good. Um, I agree. The effects are dated at this point. They they look yeah. pretty bad. Um, <laughs> they're awful. No, they're they're sci-fi channel awful. <laughs> but for the time, I understand. yeah, uh, and it was a Fox show, so it kind of fits with the sci-fi level of it. Yeah. So, I am me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, no, that was the only other thing I I gave some attention to. Otherwise, that is my entire list of what I watched. So, so if you got to the movie, uh. Chudi F. Jafor, Mordo yeah. from the Doctor Strange movies. Mm-hmm. He's got a role in it. He's really good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, there, and there's the weird Reverend guy. He's in it. I don't know who yeah. that is. He's been in things. I just. Oh, one of the, there's a Baldwin in it. I don't know. The, the, oh, yeah. The Jane. Jane's great. <laughs> he's annoying. He annoys me in it. He's Mr. Tough Guy. And I'm just like, I'm not yeah. buying him as a tough guy. That was pre Chuck days. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, so. I don't, I don't know, man. I just, it's just not for me. <laughs> it's just not. Well, I will stick I, with it, even though you won't. <laughs> so I knew, you, I knew you'd be disappointed. I knew you, I knew that was gonna hurt you, but I just had to. I just, I can't do. There's too much other stuff to get yeah. through. All right, we didn't touch on it at the beginning. I drank a Bluewood Brewing Arch City Haze. Oh, look at that! Awesome. That's they cool just there. started dish, distribution in St. Louis. It's the okay. first beer I've had from them. It's really good. I've followed them on Facebook since the start. I know I kind of know the brewer. Mm-hmm. I want to get down there and try it. And then oh, I followed it up with an OJ run. Oh, very nice. So yeah. out of how many pints, how many do you give it? I'd give that one four and a half. OJ runs five out of five. 
Well, yeah, OJ runs five out of five. I give even even I've had that. I, yeah, I can read that one. <laughs> that was at the Schnooks out by me. So, oh, very cool. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that's all I've got for you this week, then, sir. All right, me too. All right, man. Until next right. time, I'll talk to you. All right. Bye, Emmy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. The intro music is The Other Side by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a Mad Dog remix made by Madeline Tierney. This week's featured track is Tiny Bodyguard by Superbloom. My tiny bodyguard, she fills the emptiness in-